Welcome to Bible and Stuff. My name's Tanner. And I'm Glenn. And this is a podcast about the Bible. And stuff. Yes, that is exactly right. Hey, so Christmas is like right around the corner now. This is true. It's it's coming up way too fast. I know. It's already past Thanksgiving. Yeah. People are decorating. I am not. Other people are decorating. Oh, I'm all about it. We <laughs> had our stuff up the, the day. Actually, I think we started putting stuff up on Thanksgiving. So my wife decorated actually before Thanksgiving, which I do not agree with, but that's fine. It was not a hill I was willing to die on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I did not help. I'll just admit it right here publicly. I didn't touch a single thing. That's terrible. That's terrible. Where is your Christmas spirit, Tanner? I'm not really in the spirit, Glenn. You're not? Yeah. You know, I used to be excited about Christmas when I was young and didn't have to worry about anything but receiving gifts. (laughs) Uh, No, I gotcha. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What's that? We should share our favorite Christmas memory. Oh, okay. Little little pre-podcast talk. Okay. I have a good one. I don't know if I could call it favorite. Okay. (laughs) But probably the most interesting one. So, when I was a child, I got fairly good at opening gifts, looking at them, and then rewrapping them without anyone knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so here's the key for anyone out there listening. Don't try to pull off the scotch tape. Slice it. So, get get a sharp knife. Just slice it right through. Then you unfold. You pull out whatever you need. And you put it back in, and then you put a new piece of tape over that, making sure to cover the old piece of tape enough, and no one will ever know, I promise. Unless they know the trick, and then Man. They, will, they will be able to verify. So, that's the that's the rule I've always lived by. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got to find the hiding spot. That was... I could never find the hiding spot. So, see, yeah, I never even... Uh, well, I tried when I was young, and I found them, and then my mom got better. And so then I just gave up on that, and just started doing... Just wait until she wrapped them. And then it's like, boom, nailed it. So my Christmas story is that one year she bought me some shoes that I had wanted. They were like these dress shoes. They were real thin and light. I liked them a lot. And so I pulled them out and I was like, well, I don't want to just, now that I know I have them, I don't want to just look at them. I need to try them on. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I try them on. I'm the only one at home. And while I'm putting my foot in, it rips <gasps> right down the side. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, so, did you do the tape trick on that? <laughs> yeah, I tried. Didn't work. So, yeah, completely ruined. But I couldn't tell anybody about it. So I just put them back. And then I waited till Christmas Day, <laughs> opened them, and was like, oh, thanks. Shut the lid really quickly. And then I was like, I'm going to try these on here in a little bit. So I went and put them on, and then they ripped on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually ripped like a month before that. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever confessed that? I have. My mother knows okay. now. Okay. Yeah. So this isn't going to be the first time she hears it. I think. I think I've told her. That's Well, if you haven't. <laughs> she will know now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, that was stressful. And it was kind of... <laughs> It made it worse because I was like, now not only am I not going to be surprised, but I know I'm getting something that's broken <laughs> and I can't have it. I have to oh, send that's it the back. Worst. So what about you? What do you got? Well, mine is probably, mine's a more recent story. Uh, you're going to think I'm super sappy for telling it, but I think it's kind of funny, but also, you know, it has to do with my wife. So oh. we, uh, <laughs> I had just a few years back. 
when I was going to ask Julie to marry me, I had bought a ring and the plan was I was going to fly out to Michigan where she was spending Christmas with her family. Mm-hmm. And on Christmas Eve, I was going to propose to her. So it was like two days before Julie was leaving um, to go to Michigan. And I think we were Skyping. Oh, yeah. I'm real bad. All right. Let's preface this a little bit more. I'm real <laughs> bad with surprises. Okay. Like, I cannot keep a secret. I just, like, I blur everything. Yeah. And, like, our whole dating relationship, <laughs> she knew every surprise that was coming. I share this trait with you. Yeah. It's, I'm so it. bad at it. So, this this one surprise I wanted to keep, like, super secret. And I figured, well, the only way I can do this is get her mad at me. So <laughs> I've used this technique, too. <laughs> this is such a good idea. So, she's... Uh, she must have already been in Michigan and she already knew like that I I wanted to ask her to marry me like it was something we had talked about and so she's out there and we're Skyping and I said um, I was like oh so you you said you're going to be back for New Year's Eve right and she's like yeah I'll be back for New Year's Eve and I was like okay like you're sure though like you're definitely going to be here and she's like (laughs) yeah I'm going to be there I was like, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because, I mean, like, you'll be back at your house or will you be on a flight? <laughs> and I kept asking and you could tell she was getting aggravated. And it got to the point where she was like, yes, I'm going to be back. You're ruining it for me. <laughs> like, knowing that she thought that I was trying to propose on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And so I got her real mad at me. And then I flew out to Michigan and they were in a church service on Christmas Eve. And I'm standing outside at her sister's car and I got this Christmas tree lit up, like sitting on the back of their trunk. And I have a little um, ornament that opens up and I had the ring inside. Oh, yeah. And so she comes walking out and she's like, what's up with this Christmas tree? <laughs> and so her sister's like, hey, sorry, I'm late to church. I know I missed, you know, church or whatever, but. I just thought I'd come here and she, Julie was just super confused and everybody's like standing around smiling at her all goofy and, <laughs> and then I step out of the car and I ask her and it was it was pretty good. We'll have to I have the video we could post it on on the site maybe but yeah it was uh yeah it was a good one pouring rain got down on one knee asked her oh I don't know if she ever said yes <laughs> I, even in the video you can't really <laughs> like straight really out tell. of a movie yeah oh. How cute. Can I have? I'm, I know I'm going on, but <clears throat> no, the one other part that I think is hilarious mm-hmm. is right afterwards we're all going out to dinner as like kind of a celebratory thing, mm-hmm. and so we pile in the back of uh, her aunt's truck, and her uncle's sitting in front of us, and they're having conversation or whatever, and then Julie gets on the phone to call somebody, and she's like, "Glenn just asked me to marry him," and her uncle's in the front seat, and he goes, "Huh? What happened?" <laughs> He, he, had no he missed idea. the whole thing. He was sitting in the truck the whole time. I don't think he even knew I was behind him, but it was just, it was really good. Well, who's Glenn? <laughs> oh, so that was my favorite Christmas memory. Oh, that's good, man. Well, uh, it's fitting that we're talking about Advent today um, because this Advent is the season leading up to Christmas. So it's it's part of the Christian calendar, and there's there's other sections to it. But Advent's one of the more um, common ones you'll hear about one of the more popular ones because it ties into this big Christmas season that we you know that everyone celebrates everyone right. makes such a big part of their lives so 
Technically, it begins four Sundays before December 25th, and this year begins on December 3rd, so really soon. And the point of the Advent season is that it focuses on this expectation, anticipation of Christ's birth. So it's essentially remembering back to what it was like before we had a Savior. So you are remembering the fact that God saw fit to send his Son to earth as our savior yeah. and and you're building up to christmas day which we celebrate the birth of jesus on and and thanking god for that blessing essentially uh is the point of advent in the short version yeah i i actually kind of remember uh growing up in church we would um we'd walk through advent uh the four sundays leading up and it it always kind of felt like almost like a lent type deal like it was a time to just prepare yourself and prepare your heart basically to Except uh, Jesus is coming, and obviously he's already come. But like, like you said, historically, like looking back as if he hasn't come yet, and, mm-hmm. and preparing in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what church was that? What kind of church? Was uh, it was a Methodist church. Okay. Um, it was a little bit more mainstream, not not um, not as traditional as other Methodist churches. Okay. Um, yeah, I asked because I thought about mentioning like it's coming back into popularity now even really mainstream churches are making a big deal about advent but traditionally you would see this in the catholic church you would see it in more um traditional liturgical churches people that kind of have this rhythm built in tend to be the kind of churches that are more apt to celebrate advent but it's a great thing that we don't want to forget and it's actually to me so helpful to have to see these seasons and try to build them into my life of remembering all the different things that Jesus has done for us and taking them in large chunks, not just saying today I'm going to focus on the fact that God sent his son to be born, but taking a whole couple months or in this case, four weeks before Christmas to forget about all the other stuff and focus on the fact that God is a good gift giver and saw fit to um, send his son as our savior. So when, I mean, obviously we, we celebrate this today and we're talking about a lot of um, churches like the Catholic Church or Methodist churches like have celebrated this for a while, but when, when do we see this actually start to form or, or when did Advent kind of become a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of the history behind Advent is that scholars believe it was around the 4th, 5th centuries in Spain and Gaul, Ad, Advent became this season of preparation for the baptism of new Christians at the January Feast of Epiphany. Huh. So if you look at this church calendar, you, you will see that Epiphany comes after Advent. Um, and that's how they started practicing it. They were like, hey, we're going to baptize all these new Christians on Epiphany. So Advent was this, again, this expectation, this looking forward to um, this big event. So the Feast of Epiphany is a celebration of God's incarnation. So similar, we talked about baby Jesus. This is represented um, by the visit of the Magi to baby Jesus, and his baptism in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, and his first miracle at Cana. During the season, we, we talked about being preparation. Christians spent 40 days in penance, prayer, and fasting in order to prepare for this big event. And originally, there really wasn't this big connection between Advent and Christmas that we see and think about and talk about now. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, it it seems like it's almost a different um, kind of reason altogether, but how how all does that tie into what 
we celebrate today? Like where, where was that transition? Maybe where do we, where do we see that take place? Yeah. So today we see it really tied into Christmas and back then they didn't really acknowledge that connection. They were thinking about the same sort of things, the, mm-hmm. the coming of Jesus. Um, but it wasn't until about the 6th century that Roman Christians started to tie Advent to the second coming of Christ. Okay. Because for them, like us, Christ had already come, and that was already a reality that they were living in. Um, but it wasn't until later in the Middle Ages that Advent was started to be tied specifically to Christ's first coming, which we would refer to as Christmas when we yeah. celebrate Jesus' birthday. Okay. So... That's kind of the history behind it, and and again, the theme hasn't changed all too much, but the terms we use and the things we look at um, has been tweaked a little bit. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I I think it is interesting that we almost kind of like reverted to the first coming of Christ, like celebrating Advent in that way, when for a period of time it was a celebration or preparation of the second coming of christ yeah so you'll hear people talk about both a lot nowadays but because it's done in the christmas season there is often a big focus on baby jesus because people just love to talk about him in that way (laughs) but yeah but at the same time we see that advent symbolizes our present situation the fact that we are in the quote last days um and we are waiting for Christ to return. Yeah. Um, so much before, or much like before when the Jewish people were, knew God would send a savior, but we're waiting. We know that our savior is coming back, but we're hanging out until then. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting work done as we anticipate Christ's return. Yeah. I, I, I like how we view Advent the way that we do, like as it being a second coming of Christ, but it's, it's really similar obviously when we're celebrating Christmas and and such things to the way that Israel at the end of the Old Testament, um, they were in exile and they were waiting and hoping and and preparing for a Messiah to come. And so Israel like looked back to God's past gracious actions um, and, you know, the whole idea of like leading them out of Egypt into the Exodus. And and on this basis, they called for God again to act for them. Yeah, it's the same way we look back to what God has already done by sending his son the first time and say, he's going to do it again. Like he's, he said he's going to, he said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so we have faith that he's good and he'll continue to do that. So that makes me wonder if, if the Jewish religion still celebrates Advent as like, that's a great preparation or if they celebrate Advent or, or what it look. I mean, I guess they would have, right? Because that was a preparation for Christ. You would assume so. Um, and we have some Jewish friends we should totally ask yeah. them. And maybe that can be one of our uh, follow-ups at the end of a future episode. But um, I, I would, I think it's safe to assume so. Uh, the only reason I hesitate is because I know a lot of things have changed in the Jewish religion. Specifically, um, they had such a focus on the temple, and the temple doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So I know that they have... they. They do practice some things differently. So I wonder if Advent still carries on the same way, looking for a Messiah. I think let's take a break there. Do you want to say it? Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, we're. I think we'll uh, take a little bit of a break there. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about 
different practices that we see at Advent and why is it important? Why do we celebrate it? Absolutely. Hey guys, this is normally the part of the podcast where you would hear us talk about our sponsor, but in lieu of having a sponsor spot this week, we wanted to encourage you to stick around to the end of the podcast. We have something we think is really cool planned for our Christmas episode this year, and it's an opportunity for you to get to be a part of it. Yeah, it's really fun and interactive, and we think that it's going to be an awesome opportunity for us to be able to connect with you and for you to be able to share your voice on our podcast. So again, stick around to the end of the episode, see how you can be a part, and join us as we encourage people to read the Bible in 2018. All right, guys, we are back from our break. Hope it was a good one. Oh, we're so back, Glenn. We're back. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so what we have left to cover here is Advent. I'm kind of calling it the nuts and bolts of what Advent looks like. And as always, we'll talk about why Advent is important and why you should care and why we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. So to start off, again... What we've kind of been talking about is this balance between remembrance and anticipation. So looking back and looking forward. And to showcase that, Advent traditionally takes the first two Sundays of of Advent to look forward to Christ's second coming, really anticipate that, dwell on that. And it takes the last two Sundays to look back and remember Jesus' first coming and see what he's done, see the promises yeah. that he's fulfilled. Now, to follow this calendar that we're talking about, a lot of people use what is called an Advent calendar. You've probably heard of one. You may have had one. um, And it's typically made up of 24 little windows containing sometimes scriptures or stories, poems, gifts often, and that counts down the days until Christmas. So often people have little candy Advent calendars and Maybe they do a little devotion every day of Advent, and then at the end, their kids get to open up the window and eat the piece of candy or whatever. There's a bunch of different practices of what that looks like. Yeah, I'm even thinking right now, like, we had Advent calendars as kids, but they had nothing to do with Jesus. Like, it was just (laughs) like, oh, look, there's an Advent calendar on... Calendar? What did I just say? Calendar? Like Marie calendars. (laughs) No, but like we had advent calendars that had like Santa all over it. And yeah, you'd open a window, but you'd pop out like a piece of chocolate or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now, I I actually, I think, I think your wife was talking about it. Yeah. So we were talking about this. One of the like crazy kind of went viral Christmas gifts this year was a Harry Potter socks advent calendar (laughs) that you could buy at Target. And so she tried to find them. She wanted to buy them for my sister, and like they're sold out everywhere. Like they went viral, and finally she got on the phone with this one female representative, and she was like, "Honey, you ain't gonna find them. You ain't gonna." <laughs> she was like, "You gonna look online, and it says it's in stock, but it ain't in stock." She's like, so she's basically like, "Don't waste your time." Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, but yeah, Harry Potter, I mean, not that Harry Potter's inherently bad or anything, but it really doesn't have anything to do yeah. with Jesus. And just kind of that 
that part or that celebration of Advent has become pretty mainstream. But there are still a lot of really good Advent guides out there that will walk you through each day and have a real purpose behind um, each part of the calendar. Yeah, I know last year uh, Julie and I had got these books uh, from from She Reads Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, ha- it was an Advent book with daily devotionals that we'd walk through and everything. Um, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, there was no chocolate on, on any of the pages, <laughs> <laughs> but it did take you through scripture, which it, it makes so much more sense. And I think that, um, it's just a helpful practice, I think. Yeah. It really reminds us to be this hopeful and anxiously waiting on God, um, the same way his people experienced while they waited for Jesus to come the first time. It's a lot like waiting for Christmas gifts. I mean, at some to some extent, like Christmas has taken away from Jesus a lot, but really it it's an easy modern example to use to tie to the gift of Jesus. So I don't know if you guys got to open up like Christmas Eve gifts or anything and then like the bigger stuff. So the big stuff was always saved for Christmas, right? Yeah. That's kind of what this advent calendar shows. Like maybe the first day is like a little piece of chocolate and then it gets better. And then maybe, you know, further days you get gifts, you get like real items. Like a lot of advent calendars are like that. They build up this expectation of, oh, the big one's coming. So, but instead of being gifts focused and us focused, they're focused on Jesus. So, for example, my Christmas Eve gift, we would always talk our mom into letting us open one, and she was always so hesitant. She didn't want to do it, and then she came up with the rule that it's fine, you can open one gift, but I get to pick the gift. Any guesses? Socks? Clothes to wear to Christmas the next yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think a, a I think a handful of times she also let us open up like a small one toy or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was always clothes that we had to then wear <laughs> for pictures the next day. So you're like, I don't even want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I, 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 at least I know all the other gifts are probably good stuff. Yeah, better <laughs> so than clothes. I found the dud. Um, so. That's essentially the way Advent calendars are intended to work. And then another popular tradition that kind of marks the progression of the season as we walk through Advent is um, either a wreath made of five candles or like almost like a candelabra with five specific candles. The symbolism there is kind of borrowed from, you know, Jesus being the light of the world. So as he's coming, we're lighting more and more candles. And each week, a new candle is lit as we get closer to Christmas Eve. The last candle is often called the Christ candle, and it's lit on Christmas Eve to represent Jesus's first advent. Yeah. And I actually do. This is a a practice that we did used to have in the church that I grew up. Mm -hmm. And every week we would have um, a family from the church come forward. They would read the scripture for that week. They would tell a little story about what Jesus has done in their life. And then as a family, they would light the candle. Um, And each week they would consecutively write, uh, sorry, light the next candle. Yeah, absolutely. It's something a lot of churches celebrate. And it's it's honestly, honestly a pretty good picture of this growing light that penetrates the darkness, which the coming of Jesus and the gospel is that was the whole point of that is that Jesus came into the darkness and was a light and yeah. us as Christians are supposed to carry that on. So now that we've kind of looked at the nuts and bolts of what Advent really looks like on a day to day, let's talk about why it's important. Yeah. You kind of covered it with that last piece. Um, 
that, you know, it's meant to be a time for us to remember uh, our need and longing for a light in the world, uh, for a savior who ultimately was Jesus Christ and, and the fact that he's coming again and that we, we are preparing and getting our hearts ready for that as well. Yeah. I mean, like I was just talking about with Christmas, like we are in a season, a time of year where we're just constantly thinking about what we want. Even at the beginning, I jokingly said like, Christmas is not fun anymore now that I have to think about giving gifts instead of receiving. And it still is, you know, now that I have a little kid seeing her get to enjoy the things that I give her is really exciting for me. And also, you know, it's not a muscle I exercise enough of really thinking about the people I care about and trying to get them something that they will really enjoy. But all that to say, we're, we're really focused in this time of, oh, what do I want for Christmas? What do I want to buy myself or what do I want my spouse to get me? Um, and Advent reminds us to kind of slow down, forget all the hustle and bustle, the Black Friday shopping, the Cyber Monday, the craziness, and just be intentional to remember not only what we want, but what, the one that we need that is Jesus. So Advent is all about the hope that we have in Jesus the fact that he's been here, the fact that he's lived a perfect life, died for our sins, and we can put our faith in him, um, and the fact that he's going to keep good on his promises and return and make all this good again. Get rid of the consumerism and the stress and the money problems yeah. and just have heaven on earth. And that's what Advent calls us to remember. That's a good word. Well, that, that'll preach, won't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can throw a couple of am- You should put like a clap track in there, mm. throw some amens in. Yeah. yeah. So before we jump into the fun facts, which we have a few this week, I did want to mention that in the show notes on our website, we will put a couple of Advent guides that we think maybe you should use. So today is a Monday when we're releasing this. Next Sunday is when the first week of Advent will December start. December 3rd. Yeah, absolutely. So you will have time to look over a couple of these guides, maybe pick one for you and your family to go through, and really put time and intentionality into remembering Jesus, going over the Christmas story with your family, and focusing on him. Beautiful. All right, guys. It's that time. Oh, it's so that time. <laughs> so, fun facts, buddy. All right. The word advent uh-huh. is derived from the Latin word adventus, and oh. that means coming. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So great, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to use that one later. I'm going <laughs> to. Um, also, the colors related to advent are, are actually colors that you would often think of with Easter or something like that, um, But because rather than like this familiar red and green that we get during Christmas, Advent is more of like a royal blue, purple, pink, and white. Um, often with candles that we talked about, you'll see purple candles, and then the um, the last candle will be pink. Um, so those are kind of the color scheme you'll see for Advent. Um, so the purple specifically is usually associated with like a solemnness. Uh, it's also the standard color for Lent, which is a season that kind of emphasizes repentance and self-denial and suffering and then the pink signifies this joy and happiness which are common themes for the third week of lent um but yeah again like leading up to this like we have this this solemn but expectation like hoping and then pink is 
Christ's first advent, like we said, and that makes us happy and yeah. joy that God has uh, fulfilled his promises. Very cool. Last fun fact is um, just surrounding Christmas songs in general. Um, they they often tend to display the, the themes of Advent. So actually, I have three here listed that we're actually going to be uh, singing at our church this, this Christmas Eve. Heck yeah, man. So, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Yeah, that one really lays out what advent is it, yeah. it says advent in the song if you want to just listen to that song and not this podcast that that would probably be okay <laughs> probably better <laughs> it's okay for us to say that now that we're at the end but <laughs> You're at the, it's too late for you um uh come now long expected jesus is another one mm-hmm. and then the classic joy to the world yeah come now long expected jesus is another good one because it has that kind of dual meaning um i think it was actually originally written for the second coming of Jesus, but now we've kind of co-opted it as a Christmas song and think about it in terms of baby Jesus too. Um, and enjoy the world again. We just yeah. talked about, you know, that, that last day of Advent is this happy, like, yes, it's here. It's yeah, done. He's um, come. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, that, that kind of wraps up our show today. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed what you've heard and that, uh, like we were saying earlier, you take time with your family to celebrate Advent and, and prepare your hearts for uh, the second coming of Jesus and in remembrance of, you know, the first coming of Jesus yeah. and, and Christmas in its, in its wholeness. Celebrate that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, actually, as we wrap up, we did want to tell you guys that we're going to take a few weeks off. Um, this will be our last podcast until Christmas. Um, actually, Christmas Day, won't it be? It will be. Yeah, so we're going to do a special episode on Christmas, and we want to ask you to be a part of it. Yeah, it's so, going to be really cool and interactive. It really is. I'm excited about it. But we need you guys to help. We need you to participate, um, and here's how we want you to do it. So... Christmas will be our last episode this year, and what we want to focus on is gearing up towards reading the Bible through next year. This whole podcast is about the Bible and, and stuff and other stuff, but um, essentially we want to just display how important the Bible is and how crucial it is that you have an understanding of it and read it and dig deep in it. And so that's what we want to encourage you guys to do. So what we're asking is for you to go to bibleandstuff.com slash Christmas, and that will show you how you can participate. Essentially, what we're asking you to do is send in a short audio snippet of one of two things. One, tell us who you are, but then also either tell us about what got you into reading the Bible, when you first became really excited about it, and who spurred you on to to that endeavor, or what caused you to get this passion and, and read the Bible with kind of fresh eyes for the first time. Or the second question is, what's a good passage? What's a passage that has impacted your life or made a big difference to you or meant a lot to you? Maybe it's your life verse. Maybe it's your marriage verse. Maybe it's the verse you raised your kids by, or maybe it's the verse that you got saved reading. Um, so we just want to hear your stories. We want to hear basically inspiration on why we should again, read our Bibles and, and invest time into that. So if you guys would take time to do that, we would absolutely love it. Uh, we're really excited to be able to interact with you in this way. And 
uh, I don't know. We think it'll be it'll be fun, but it'll also be a chance for us to really understand what you guys think. What what has has moved you uh, to read the Bible and and take it in a meaningful way? Yeah, and feel free when you're sending those clips in to again let us know what you think. Give us any feedback on there too. We're gonna listen to them all, um, and we would love to hear your story as well as anything else you'd like to say. So um, again, you can you can participate by going to bibleandstuff.com slash Christmas um, and hopefully get to be a part of our episode. So that's all we got for today. As always, hit us up on social media, um, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, or if you have any questions or requests, send us a message at hello at bibleandstuff.com. Guys, we're glad you stuck around and we'll see you soon. It's Advent Can you feel it coming now? It's Advent Can you feel it coming down? now? Advent Oh yeah, feel it coming now It's Advent Can you feel it coming down? Welcome to the Bible and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh.